And so we're going to finish our series, Pray Like This, and we're going to look at the sixth petition in the Lord's Prayer. And and I love this because what Pastor Rick shared last week, um, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, that... This one goes perfectly with it. This is a great way to end this prayer. And so last week we talked about forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. This is something that is looking back at the places that we've messed up. Forgive us, Lord, for the times that we've fallen short. Today works perfectly with it because it doesn't look back, but now it looks ahead And it says, Lord, lead me not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Last week was good news that we have forgiveness in Christ. This week is better news that we're not left just rotten and just needing forgiving all the time, but that we can be delivered from evil in Christ. And so today we have good news um, kids, if you, you got a little bag, the kids are going to live out this sermon today. Look in your bag. There's something special in there. Sorry, adults, you didn't get this. But kids, <laughs> kids, you have a few pieces of candy in there. That candy is going to serve as kind of a picture for you of what we're talking about, and that picture is temptation. Do not eat the candy in the bag. You will be tempted to eat the candy in the bag. Do not let your parents steal and eat the candy in the bag. That candy is just there. You'll get it later, don't worry. To help you understand temptation. Uh, when, when I was in college, we, a couple of my friends that were ministry students and I, we would go to Treveca Healthcare, which was, it was a, um, just a health facility on the campus, and we would visit um, these two guys, and one of them, um, his name was Dick Baker, he got to go home to his wife, and they lived in an apartment, and we had this weekly Bible study, and so after he moved home, back to his apartment, we continued to go over to his apartment and to see him and to do a Bible study with him. And every week we would go over there, and occasionally, occasionally we would walk in and we would see something that I thought was pretty funny. See, Dick Baker had some health issues, and he was supposed to eat healthy, but he had this struggle, this temptation. He loved chocolate. How many of you love chocolate? How many of you is that a temptation for? He wasn't supposed to have it. But he loved chocolate, and every once in a while, we would walk into his apartment, and you would just see him, and he would have crumbs on his shirt, or he would have chocolate on his face, and he would just be grinning and smiling. He had given in to temptation. Busted. He busted. The reality is, we all struggle with temptation, don't we? Uh, if I were pulling a Pastor Rick here, I would pull, you know, say I'm going to take a mic and we're going to come out here and ask what your temptation is. The, I'm not going to do that. The reality is this. We are all tempted. It's a part of our life, of our journey. But today we pray the prayer, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Just as Dick Baker continually fell to the same temptation. We are tempted on a regular basis, and we pray this prayer so that we can be delivered from evil, from temptation. 
And so let's read Matthew 6, starting in verse 9. I know you've heard the Lord's Prayer several times today. Read it along with me. It says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So that last petition, there's six petitions we've been talking about, and that last petition is the follow-up to forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Now we move into the, the petition of lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now before we jump into this, there's a couple things that we've got to get straight here. The language of this petition is kind of tough for us to understand. It says, lead us not into temptation. That could make us think that God leads us into temptation sometimes, but that's not what this is saying. We have to get this right. We can't miss this. God does not tempt us. This prayer is not saying, oh God, you know, you don't fool me, don't play a trick on me and lead me into temptation. This is a prayer, God, would you lead me away from temptation? In fact, the language that's, that's used here, the, the word temptation there probably would be better translated trials or difficulties. And so when, when we pray this prayer, it's not that God tempts us, a holy God that desires our holiness would never attempt to lead us away from that holiness. Get that straight. Temptation is not of God. What this prayer is really getting at is, is God, do not let me be put in situations where the evil one can tempt me to fall away. Do not let me get put. Several times in scripture we see this language used. Jesus uses it. Paul uses it to talk about his struggles and his pain. And, and so this lead us not into temptation is not that God is some trickster that says, I want you to be holy, but here, let me dangle this carrot in front of you. That's not what it is. God's desire is for his people to be holy, and God would never, never tempt us otherwise. And so just understand that as we start. In fact, let's look at James chapter 1, verse 13. It says, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin... And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. So understand right here, James says that anytime we look at Scripture and we have questions, we have the rest of Scripture that helps lead us to truth. We're going to talk about truth later. It's not God that tempts us. But we pray, lead us away from opportunities for the evil one to tempt us. And so, so the second thing we need to get here, and this is really important, is that temptation always stems from a lie. Get that straight. Temptation always is the result 
of a lie. Let's talk about how that plays out. The temptation might be, hey, if you cheat on this test, nobody will know. And if you cheat, it doesn't actually hurt anyone if nobody knows. And so there's this lie that I can get ahead by cheating and it won't hurt me. But it's a lie because when we cheat, we lose our integrity and it makes it easier to cheat and it makes it easier to not be a person of integrity. And I love the word picture here that talks about us being dragged away. Temptation is a lie. Another one, hey, what people don't know is okay. If you do something and people don't know about it, it's okay. Just, it'll stay hidden. It won't hurt you. Don't worry. That's a lie. That is temptation. For Dick Baker, hey, that little brownie, it's just a little brownie. It's just one. It's not going to hurt you. Just have a little brownie. It's okay. It's a lie. Because the reality is that he didn't just have one. But he fell to temptation over and over again, and it led him in a destructive path. And so temptation is always the result of a lie. Get that straight today. So here's the thing. Let me give you a Jay Zoller's uh, plan for the sermon breakdown. (laughs) There are three reasons why we're praying this prayer. Then I want to give you three ways that God has given us. There is good news today. Three ways that God has given us to be delivered from evil, okay? So we're gonna start with the three reasons that we have to pray this prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. First, temptation is a dangerous threat to our union with God. Dangerous, I want you to hear that word, dangerous. Temptation is a dangerous threat to our union with God. So let me give you this picture, James chapter one, says that, that it's not God that tempts us, but each person is tempted when they are, let's, let's get the picture, dragged away and enticed. And when they're dragged away and they're enticed, the result is temptation becomes sin. And when sin is fully grown, it leads to death. So get the picture over here. We have union with the almighty God. We have life as it was created to be. We have life to the fullest. Think of Adam and Eve in the garden. Everything's perfect, right? Everything's good. God provides everything they need. They've got it perfect, but all of a sudden, temptation creeps in and starts dragging them away, and it says, don't worry about eating that apple. That apple won't hurt you. God's trying to keep something from you, and this lie, this temptation creeps in and starts to drag them away, and what is the result of the sin of Adam and Eve? What is the, let let me say that again, what is the immediate result of the sin that Adam and Eve committed? separation from God. They've been dragged away. Immediately, it says, when they've eaten the fruit that they shouldn't eat, when they choose sin, when they choose their own way, immediately, their relationship with God is broken. Up until this point, they've had union and perfection and everything's great. The second they choose sin, all of a sudden, they have to run and they have to hide. And their relationship is broken. Listen, when I come home, I can tell when my kids are trying to hide something from me. 
I can tell because there is a breach of trust and all of a sudden my kids who are usually have no problem being around me and our relationship is great and trusting, all of a sudden they've been dragged away and the relationship is broken. I remember when I was in junior high and high school and I went through some times of rebellion. You know what I didn't want? I didn't want my parents in my room. I didn't want my parents in my business. Why did I not want my parents in my business? Because I'd been dragged away from the truth and all of a sudden the immediate result of my temptation and sin was that my relationship with my parents was broken and hurt, but more than that, our relationship with God. This is where we are created to live, in union, in perfection, in provision. But temptation drags us away. And, and I, I love how it, how it explains this progress, this, this, this journey that it drags us away and then all of a sudden it, it gives birth to sin and then sin grows and then the eventual result, listen, if you give in to temptation and sin is birthed and sin continues to grow in your life, the end result is death. And so temptation is a dangerous threat to our union with God. God is the giver of life. Temptation and sin are the pathway to death. Temptation is nothing to be messed with. Listen, it is no small thing. It's dangerous. It can take away our very life. I told you a few weeks ago that, that our families talked about going on a vacation. One of the places we've talked about is Zion National Park, and there's this, you guys know I'm a mountain climber, right? You, know, you guys know I'm a manly man that loves to climb mountains. Now, I've shared with you before that I love to think about climbing mountains. But there, at Zion National Park, there's this one trail. Have any of you ever hiked Angel's Landing? Anyone? Oh, I got a hero over there. My father-in-law. Who knew? Angel's Landing is this trail... And, and I've been talking about Zion National Park with my kids, and I've been looking at the best hikes, and Angel's Landing is one of those hikes. And, and what it is, is it's this path that eventually gets very narrow, a few feet, and climbs up this ridge to the top of this little mountain ridge. But on either side of the path, it is a straight drop down to certain death. And so I look at that hike, and I'm a manly man, that loves to talk about climbing, right? And so I told my kids, I'm doing it. I'm gonna do this hike. And, and Megan, of course, is like, no, you're not. Get out of here. You know, that's not safe. But Charlie, Charlie, he's great. He loves me. That was weeks ago that we talked about this hike, right? And I showed them video and they were like, oh, that's too dangerous, you can't do it. Literally this week, I'm in the car with Charlie we hadn't talked about this hike in weeks. And he, he looks at me and he says, Dad, please tell me you're not going to do the angel's landing. It's too dangerous. You could die. The reality is when something is serious, when something is dangerous, we stay away from it. In fact, I see it every day on Facebook, people posting things like, COVID is nothing to mess with. COVID is dangerous. Don't play around with it. And I'm not, absolutely, that's true. But let me tell you today that temptation and sin is the greatest danger to your life. It's nothing to mess with. So number one, we pray this prayer because temptation is dangerous. 
It can lead to death. Number two, we pray this prayer because we cannot resist temptation in our own power. We absolutely, there is no way that we can resist temptation in our own power. We can say it, we can make New Year's resolutions, we can say, I'm gonna be better this year, but without the help of God, without the power of God at work in our lives, we cannot resist temptation. How many of you trained a dog growing up, had a dog and trained him to do tricks? Anyone? One of the things we used to do with our dogs is we would take a treat and we would put it on the floor and then we would slowly back up. We would have the dog sitting about five feet away and we would slowly back up and we would say, stay, stay. And eventually we would say, okay, and what happened? The dog ran and ate the treat and then we would give him another treat because he was obedient. But the reality is this. If you put a treat down and you leave the dog there and you walk away and you don't say, stay, you don't train that dog that dog cannot resist temptation. And listen, I don't, I don't want to call us dogs today or liken us to dogs, but the reality is this. In our own power, we are absolutely unable, absolutely not able. I don't know, is unable a word? We are absolutely, not that, not, that, not that kind of word, okay. We are absolutely not able to resist temptation. We are like that dog that if you turn your back, they're going and getting that treat because we are not powerful enough to resist temptation. Our only hope for deliverance is in dependence on God. So we pray this prayer, number one, because temptation is a dangerous threat to our union with God and to life. We pray this prayer number two because we cannot resist temptation on our own. We need God showing us the way. We need God saying, stay, stay, stay. And so number two, we can't resist on our own. Number three, we need to pray this prayer because it is a continual battle. Temptation is not a one-time thing. Temptation is not something that we can pray some magical prayer one time and it goes away. This says, deliver us from the evil one. The reality is this, there is an evil one, Satan, that wants to drag us away from life with God, from the life that we were created for. There's a deceiver that wants to lie to us and wants to drag us away and wants to pull us into death. And this is an everyday battle. And it doesn't stop by magically saying a prayer one time. And so we continue to say this prayer. We continue to pray that God would lead us not into temptation, but would deliver us from evil. That's one of the things I love about the Lord's Prayer. It's, it's not a magical one-time prayer. It's something that we learn to pray. Jesus is teaching us to pray. And so we pray that God's name would be hallowed because if we don't pray that, the reality is we will make it all about us. We pray that God's kingdom would come because if we don't pray that, we will live in this kingdom by this kingdom's rules and we will mess up. We pray for God's will to be done because if we don't, we'll be doing our will and our will leads to death and pain. 
We pray for our daily bread because we understand that God meets our needs every day. We pray for forgiveness because we know that we've fallen time and time again, so we need to pray that God would forgive us when we fall, but we pray that God would lead us away from temptation, that God would deliver us from evil because the reality is there is a daily ongoing threat to our life. It wants to drag us away. And so we pray this prayer to be delivered. And that's the good news today. God can deliver us from evil. Evil does not stop after one prayer. We pray it daily. You've seen this before. Some of you have come into a church or come to an altar or knelt by your bed and you've said, God, I don't want to sin anymore. I don't want to give in to temptation anymore. So that's a thing of the past. And the reality is, temptation's still there, isn't it? We see it with addiction all the time. Somebody who struggles with something and then they get a hold of it for a little bit, but the temptation doesn't go away. And if you're not vigilant against the temptation, you will give in to it, you will be tugged away, and you will end in sin and death. And so we have to pray this prayer continually because we can't do it on our own, because sin is a, temptation is a danger to our life and our relationship with God. And this is a continual battle. Now let me give you the really good news. And this is one of the reasons I love our church and I love our beliefs. And one of the reasons I love this sixth petition that comes after the fifth. Because if we stopped, if Jesus stopped after the fifth petition, we could think that the prayer ends like this. Hey God, we mess up all the time. I'm a loser, I'm imperfect, sorry, just forgive me when I mess up. And we, we would have this cycle of like, I'm, I'm not good enough, I'm gonna mess up, so forgive me, thanks a lot. I mess up, forgive me, thanks a lot. That's not where Jesus leaves the prayer. Jesus goes on and says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil because God's will and God's plan for his people is not to continually live in sin. We can be delivered from evil through the power of God. We are a holiness people. We believe that we're not meant to be slaves to sin and death. And so we pray, lead us not to temptation. It's a daily battle. It's something that is not gonna go away, but we pray, God, deliver us from evil. And the good news today is this, we can be delivered from evil. We don't have to mess up every day. We don't have to live in sin. We don't have to be that dog that just can't help itself. We have deliverance through God. So three ways that we have deliverance in God. Number one, we pray this prayer. Have you ever noticed that when you're tempted by something and you pray to God for help, it's a lot harder to give in to temptation when you're praying? So number one, we pray this prayer. This is a very simple way that God has given us to depend on him so that we can be delivered from evil. Number one, we pray. Number two, number two is truth. You guys remember earlier I talked about all temptation is the result of a lie? Look at this on the screen. We're gonna work through this together. If temptation equals what? A lie, then what does deliverance come from? The truth, 
Absolutely. God didn't just leave us and say, the, the evil one's going to tug at you and tug at you, but you can just pray. And listen, prayer is great. That's one of the tools that God gives us. But the truth is, well, God has given us truth. God has given us Jesus. God has given us his word. And so one of the ways that we combat evil and tempting is we look to truth. Look at John chapter 17, verse 15. This is Jesus' prayer to the Father for his people. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Sound familiar? Protect us from the evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Look at verse 17. Sanctify them by what? The truth. Your word is truth. God has given us his word, Jesus. God has given us his word in scripture so that we could have the truth so that we don't have to give in to the lies. It's not just that we say some magical prayer. God has given us a way to combat lies and evil. He's given us truth. So I've gotten in this habit. Everybody listen to me. Anyone that has social media, listen to me right now. I've gotten in this habit. It's a really good habit. I don't, I don't typically talk a lot about social media, but I've gotten in this habit that when I see something on social media and I don't know if it's truth or a lie, I don't do anything until I've searched to find truth. There are far too many times where I see things and I think, man, that's crazy. I can't believe, wait a minute. I need to know truth. Because if I just take anything I see, if I just take temptation and I don't look for the truth, I'm gonna be dragged away. And so a policy I have is I never post, well, I never post anything, that's a policy I have, but a policy that I have is I never walk away from something that I don't know whether it's true or a lie until I've sought the truth. So I'll see something and I'll think, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm going to look it up and I search and it usually doesn't take long to find the truth. Listen, it's the same thing with temptation. We have a deceiver that's trying to pull us away by lying, but we have a God that's given us truth. Most of you have the Bible right there on your phone. Most of you have Bibles throughout your house. You have the truth of God through Jesus all around you. We don't have to give in to lies. We don't have to be people that get sucked into lies because God has given us the truth. So our prayer for deliverance from evil should always be followed by seeking God's truth revealed in the word. So number one, we have prayer. Number two, we have God's word, which is truth that sanctifies us. Number three, subtle language. We've talked about it this whole time. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. The third thing that we have to help us be delivered from evil is we have each other. We have the kingdom. We're not just on our own to say a prayer, and we're not just on our own to read scripture. Those are both great avenues to know the truth, but the, another thing that God gives us is God gives us the kingdom and gives us each other so that we can help each other grow in truth. We can hold each other accountable. And so we pray 
deliver us from evil. One of the things that I read this week said we cannot be faithful individually if we are not faithful together. We are a part of a kingdom. We're not on this journey by ourselves. And part of the protection that God gives us for temptation and lies is he gives us each other. And so number one, we pray this prayer We pray this prayer to have deliverance. Number two, we have God's truth that we can look to in God's word. And we should always, when praying this prayer, look to God's word for truth. And number three, we should always be pushing each other closer to Jesus, to truth. So the good news today is this. God's people are not left to a perpetual cycle of failure. God's people are not left to be losers and then forgiven and then losers and then forgiven and then losers and then forgiven. That's not what this is about. God God has deliverance for us and Jesus ends the prayer by saying, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so God's people are to be holy. And it's God's desire and God's will for each and every one of us and for us together to be holy and not to be dragged away and not to be pulled into death, but to have life. 